Hello and welcome back to the Appenheim and NBA Gambling Podcast, hosted by two professional gambling brothers. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Ronan. What's happening? And we're back after two weeks or so because yet again we cannot keep the schedule. It wasn't two weeks. It was a week and a half. Ten days. Ten days. Yeah, just at the most important time of the year. I did promise a playoff preview podcast on the Friday, but the problem was we did the play-in pod, and then the play-in ended at like fucking three in the morning on Friday night, mm-hmm. and the playoff started the next day at six p.m. Was this tight last year? I can't remember. But I feel like it was the like the, the least amount of time we've had the bet on the playoffs before. So I'm blaming Adam Silver and the NBA for our lack of podcasting because, to be fair to us, we did have Baldy golf. Cunt. It's Baldy Cunt. We did have golf on Saturday morning. So how are we meant to stay up for the play-in, then get up really early for golf, play golf, and then I have relationship commitments on Saturday <laughs> afternoons. I'm, I'm, moving, I'm moving in with my girlfriend, so we're buying furniture. Yeah. And then... First playoff game was at six o'clock. There was just no time to get you, it in. You don't take your job seriously, is what you're telling me. Well, I don't actually get paid for this yet, so maybe yet. down the line. Yet, being yet. the imperative word. Yet. Well, this is a bit of a trial run this uh, at the end of the season. Though. We're tipping off decent bets. Hopefully, maybe someone will pick up a sponsorship. Yeah, like any anyone looking to sponsor out there who's uh, interested, hit us up. Not we'll- Quiff. Not no, well, that would be good off. actually. That would be a laugh. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, yeah. Please, Quiff, sponsor the podcast. I doubt they want to. I'll delete the episode about taking you to court if you sponsor the podcast I'm thinking like we'll be those sellouts who like have the studio and it's just us the promo and like bookies as we come in and you promo know like Akas it'll never win and our uh, previewing our uh, our podcast with referral links and uh, oh, the fuck. bookies and you know oh bet 10 pound get 100 quid off fuck off I think I would sell my soul so fast for a sponsorship by the way if you ever oh you know, not 100% yeah but uh, oh yeah I would, I've always thought if I was like a musician I think sell out immediately I yeah. would sell the listeners out like that. A hundred percent. But uh, side note, if you if you're in the betting and stuff, see all that shit about bet ten pound get or bet one pound on the United Liverpool game and you just get a hundred quid in your account. Don't fucking do it. It is the biggest waste of time ever. We were talking about this the other day. If you randomly touch for like this massive winner, you're so fucked because you have to roll that those winnings over. What is it like ten times these days? Oh, if, if it's a bon- if if it's as a result of a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So for just if anyone didn't realize that, like, because you probably lose all the ones that you bet anyway. If you ever do win one of those, you, you're never getting that money out. Yeah, free bets are pretty pointless. But I remember I do remember three six five used to do a really cracking free bet offer. Remember the fifty pound free bet, the Champions League one. But it was, the stipulations involved with that were actually quite good, so you could make risk free money every time. I remember making sort of forty quid every week. Every no, time back we were, in the day, yeah, and with match betting, it was fine. But nowadays. They've they've just the the contract or the the terms and conditions are so fucked in their in their favor. So yeah. uh, it's a load of wank, but yeah, sponsors. But yeah, so apologies for not having a playoff preview podcast out um, to anyone who was offended. But I did post an accumulator up on Twitter that I'm on, so I managed to you know give you something. It was it was a busy day, but yeah, sorry about that. But we're back this week to rectify that. We're gonna talk playoffs, what's happened so far. We're gonna talk maybe. Actually, no, fuck the play-in. Play-in doesn't matter at this point. We're going to yeah. talk. Just well, well, one little line about the play-in, which is RIP to our Clippers takes because Paul George got COVID and couldn't play. And in the, the Cavaliers. Game. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. We're done with them. We're burning the flag, I bought you. Maybe that's why we didn't do the podcast. I was too sad. <laughs> yeah, true. And my two outright bets were down before they'd even started. The Cavalanche has settled. Yeah, sadly. But we're going to chat a wee bit about Defensive Player of the Year because they're not doing the award ceremony. You Happy fucking days. So happy about I that. I think two podcasts ago... I had read somewhere. You, yeah, you brought it up. I hadn't seen it anywhere, but I remember you referencing that. I, I had read somewhere that they were going to do it, but then all of a sudden they announced that Marcus Smart wins Defensive Player of the Year, and then... <laughs> Which, we'll touch know, on. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll get, get into that in a wee second. But yeah, so today's episode we're going to chat mostly about the playoffs, how it's going so far, some surprises, some maybe not so surprising results. Yeah, we're about uh, three games in, most of them, right? Yeah, mostly, mostly three games in. Uh, tonight's games... Oh, no, it's Friday tonight, so tomorrow's games are more... Do you know the more reasonable time for us to watch? I think it's a six PM start tomorrow and on Sunday, mm-hmm. so it's a bit tricky during the week having to stay up. But weekends are a bit easier. But yeah, we're going to get into that. But firstly, yes, the news in between the playoff and the play-in. Marcus Smart, your twenty twenty-two Defensive Player of the Year. Any thoughts? Many thoughts. Many many thoughts. I think it's a little shout, and this isn't just because I didn't bet on him, because there were other people up there who I would have been not happy, but been like, yeah, okay, fair, they want it. Do you know, whatever. But it was such a bullshit narrative uh, vote to the point of like, just literally, it was, they were, everyone started talking about them being the best defence in the league maybe about a month before the end of the season, which they were. And 
Time Lord got injured. And the minute Time Lord got injured, you could just tell the Celtics PR machine just started being like, oh, here we go, just churning. Smart went from 100 or 80s? Not a month before he won it, but, you know, he was, he was I think he was 100 to 1 in, like, February. In, like, February, and a couple of people we we would follow in terms of, like, outright betting did tip bet him. And, tip, and I laughed at him. Yeah, we both laughed. It was him and Bam who then went into near favourites. Bam went favourite. Bam, Bam went favourite, and then Mark Smart went favourite. But I swear... The odds movement on this this year, the speed at which uh, Smart went from 80s to the favourite to like 2.3 and he settled around 2.3 for a while and I was like not touching that with a fucking barge pole. It was, it was almost, it was a bit, uh, it was a bit sus is what I'll say. Like it started to, it started to freak me out a bit in terms of voters or people already talking, you know, obviously a lot of people say they haven't made their mind up but. You know, seeing all that stuff about reporters getting things sent in the post and all, and agents deals with reporters about voting for people, because if anyone doesn't know, like, these votes actually end up affecting players' contracts. So, if you, I know All-Stars definitely does, but, and All-NBA. All-NBA, mostly. Sorry, it's mostly All-NBA, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if some agents had stuff, like, if you win an award, you know, or some con- Oh, no, they do, contracts. they do, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, there, I, it, it's not a big jump or a big conspiracy, I think, to say that there's some sort of backroom dealings in terms of agents buying votes off journalists and stuff it was just very odd the the, the speed at which Marcus Smart moved in and the lack of which he'd been talked about up until that point yeah there's, I, I there's so. also there's also voters whatsapp groups that exist um, and like Dublin whatsapp groups talking <laughs> about McGregor yeah but, but there are voters whatsapp groups that exist and it wouldn't shock me if there was some you know well well versed gamblers maybe getting in on the data from the voters whatsapp groups because like you say like in, in a vacuum I don't see how Marcus Smart was. he certainly wasn't the best defensive player of the year obviously we can debate who that was I think it was Draymond Green but not even the best defender on his team well yeah <laughs> maybe, not even, maybe not even the second best defender on his team Yeah, Look, looking at what Jason, T- Jason Tatum's doing in the playoffs so far you know I, I think fair enough I'll give you second best but arguably third best in, the, in, in their best three with him Tatum and Time Lord yeah so it was it turned out to be like a Reward the Celtics for a great defensive year award and give it the the only player or the the best defender who could finish the season because and Time Lord got injured. Yeah, and then this this weird sort of narrative popped up where people were like, maybe it's time we give it the guard again, and it's like, why? Why, why is that? Why is that relevant to who was the best defender this year? That's the question you should ask. It's not about creating your own wee fun story, or it shouldn't be anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. It it fucked me off a bit, but who came? Se- Miles Bridges came second. I- Sorry, Mikael Bridges came second. And Gobert came third. I'm Miles' brother. I think one of the it was either one of them came second and third or the other way around. It was it was Bridges came second and yeah. then. Uh, I mean that's the same as Smart. You know, like he's a good defender on a good defensive team, but mm-hmm. like defensive player of the year, I always thought was more of a like who is the best fucking defender that year? Who impacts like their team's defense and the, the def- just yeah? Who is the best fucking defender? Yeah, and like so, it is Draymond. Draymond's the best defender in the league, but injuries. But then then there's the the obvious yeah the games played issue. But you know if you take into into account games played, I thought Gobert should have won it, not just because I had a bet on him, but all the on off stuff. I just thought Gobert deserved it. But yeah, I agree. It's bad news for me anyway that Marcus Smart won because I picked three guys to win. I'm. I've lost a fortune on it this year, <laughs> and only one of them came in the top three. It was Gobert. I was on Giannis and Draymond. It obviously. was a strange year for it, and it wasn't even great in terms of how we sometimes bet things. If we don't have a, you know, if we don't have a, I mean, you had three dogs in the fight, but if you aren't entirely sure, you haven't entered the arena yet, and then you start to see the votes coming in. You know, we talked about this. You can you can do well off that, but the problem was Smart was already the favorite, yeah. and then the votes started coming in, and then he just. And the bookies were wise it this year as well. Yeah, this was the good. most disappointing thing this year was this was the first time that I've noticed they it's I think that they have access to some of the information that we have access to and they have they've just apart from a couple, they just closed the, all the books. Yeah, more or less closed the Sunday that the which ballots had very to, the ballots had to be in. Yeah. Which is disappointing, but you know. Do you know what? Like, if I was a bookie, I would have been doing that years ago because they're fucking idiots otherwise. So, you know, it was good while it lasted, but that might be the end of it. Yeah, okay, and on to the playoffs now. So where do you want to start? What's What's been the most surprising thing so far? Well, okay, I'll give you my most surprising, and then you can give me yours, and then I think we'll jump into the the, the bet you tipped on the, the Twitter. Most surprising thing so far has probably been the Mavericks, I think, for me, without Luka. Like, I, there, I mean, there has been a few surprising things in the playoffs, but the other ones you can kind of chalk up to some injuries and stuff, which we'll cover, but... 
the Mavericks were impacted by like they like we talked about them. I talked about them as my dark horse, and then the minute Luca gets injured, and again, like how many times have I fucking we both said it, but I know I've referenced it a few times. Betting on outrights can be so fickle earlier in the season because of injuries. All of a sudden, I was still when we were saying they we were like, "This is mad. This is the first playoffs in ages that we haven't entered the playoffs without like a decent bet on someone to win outright." But the, the, no one was really standing out too much. We had our we had our takes. We had our 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 picks but then all of a sudden the playoffs just about just before they start and then the first couple of games there's massive injuries Luca goes down me and you are like well that's the Jazz through to the next round and we were looking forward to getting to betting against them in the second round because they're shit and which has turned out earlier than we thought because they're getting beat by the fucking Mav with no Luca, which is mind-blowing to me like mind-blowing in a way because I didn't think the Mavs had it in them without him but not mind-blowing in terms of we called that the Jazz are a fucking disappointing train wreck. It's really not surprising seeing the Jazz fail against, you know, like a, like you said, a team missing a player as good as Luka Doncic. The make, high, one of the highest usage players in the yeah, league, if they, not the highest. They make Jalen Brunson look like Allen Iverson. You know, like, there is absolutely no perimeter defence being played. And team teams now can figure out the Gobert issue. I mean, like, let's go figure it out three years ago. Yeah, it's it's the same thing every year with the Jazz, and it's just showing it's showing now how bad it is that they're getting whipped by a team missing a top three player in the NBA. Like, I'm sorry, but people were laughing at the Mavs when they fucking got rid of like they got rid of Porzingis, but it was like Dinwiddie and Bertans, and all of a sudden Dinwiddie is part of like the the duo got the guard duo him and. Him, then Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson torching what was in the last three years a lot of people's like hipster or dark horse for uh, the win in the championship and they're just getting roasted and have no answers yeah well it, sh- it shows you how far offence can take you you know we saw it in, in recent years it's actually funny enough with the Mavs you know during the regular season they have the best offence ever then it comes to the playoffs and they can't get a stop and they're fucked because sometimes you're off, you can't rely on your offence too much mm-hmm. and if you, if you have no defence whatsoever look what happens so the, the Jazz Obviously, we know what the, their plan is: is push everybody into Gobert and let him deal with it. But like as we as we've seen every this time, we've been saying this three years in a row. Teams just get Gobert out under the perimeter because they just play five shooters, and then he's stuck in between a rock and a hard place. He can't do anything. It's the same thing over and over. And like we say, it's showing. It's it's made to look even worse because they're doing it without Luca. Mm-hmm. And I remember that's Luka the thing. Was, if Luca was playing, it would be like bad, but understandable but now it's like the Jazz are on DEFCON 5 like or DEFCON 1 which one's worse actually DEFCON 1. 1 I think yeah. 1's the one it's, it's DEFCON 2 at least for the Jazz right now I'd I say think. it's 1 yeah, yeah I'd say it's 1 I think no matter what happens here if they come back and win the series you know if Luka doesn't make it back in time the writing's on the wall like look at what we've seen in these first three games what's going to change now they're going to get tortured next round by the Suns or the Pelicans you know we'll get on to that later mm-hmm. but I think I think it's over for them. Yeah. No, no matter what happens here, it's, it's over. We should say currently it's two one to the uh, the Mavs. We didn't say that, but so uh, they dropped the first game at home because they've got home court to finish above the Jazz. So dropped the first game at home without Luca. It was all looking pretty bad. And when we actually we didn't have either of these teams in our original uh, accumulator for the playoffs because Luca got injured. So we spoke about it and we both just said, look, the Jazz are probably going to win. We'll we'll get bad against in the next round. We'll ignore that series. And then they, they lost the first game. I think me and you just weren't even paying attention. And then they picked up the second game and it was like, okay. And then they just went to Utah and won. So they're 2-1 up. They've retained home court now because they won one away. And yeah, they're it's looking like... The, it looks like, like the fucking... The body language of the Utah players and the stuff coming out after the, the, the match is pretty grim. So I think I think Dallas will win that series. And I think... who do Who do you think they get rid of next year? Herb Bill Simmons saying Snyder's gonna go. Yeah, he'd be an, an obvious one. I think Gobert or Mitchell? I think Mitchell wants to leave. I think that's been sort of the, the talk for the last eighteen months. I wouldn't surprise me to see him end up somewhere like New York or you know, somewhere where he can be a bit of a bigger name. There was also obviously Gobert's another obvious one. It's the two max players. One of them has to go. And if it was me, I think I would keep Gobert because I don't think Gobert is the issue as much as from watching last night's game, Donovan Mitchell cannot play defence like the, the the Mavs were targeting him every play and he's just a fucking traffic coach he's a big he's like a big he's an athlete he's, know, like he, he has everything if you like you tick all the boxes he should tick all the boxes to be a good defender and he just isn't yeah he, he, I don't know he if isn't. brain or and he's the age now I think he's like 25 26 where you know like if he was going to be a good defender it would have happened by I now I shit or get off the pot like do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah so 
look, it's it's one of those things. He's one of those. He, he looks like he's going to be one of those players that will just be the twenty five points a game. Looks amazing on stats, but will never never do well in the playoffs because he can't defend. Yeah, uh, your man was on that. Uh, Bill Simmons one had a great point. He was like, they all want to be Kobe. And he was like, when Kobe was 25, he was all defense, like the best perimeter defender in the league. But they all come in, I'm going to be Kobe and him and just fucking, yeah, drop 25 points, but just lose every playoff series you get into. Exactly, yeah. So before that series started, I did think the Jazz would win, obviously, because no look at Now the Mavs are 2-1 up. Yeah. What odds are they, 1.4? Yeah, 1.37, 1.4. So I give the edge to the Mavs now, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Jazz come back and pick up another game in that series or two. Yeah. Oh yeah, they could. Yeah, it could go to seven. I but think it could go to seven, but yeah. I don't know when Lucas due back. I think he was definitely ruled out of game four. Yeah, he. We went from like he couldn't jump to there to doubtful, and then but we're not sure if that could be just a bit of gamesmanship. But I think the way they're going, they'll they'll give him the next one off. They'll give him game four off. Depends if they go three one up. I think they'll give him game five off. If they go, if it goes two each, who knows. Maybe. Yeah, there's no point playing them if you're winning. Yeah, no, not at all. But yeah, so that was a. I think that was my biggest surprise. So what about you? Do you have any other? My biggest surprise so far. Well, I'm debating between two, because I'm gonna contradict myself a little. I remember a couple of episodes ago we were talking about who could challenge the Suns in the West, and I said the Warriors, back then. And this was before they sort of was I on the bid. Yeah, you were on the. Oh, you, you didn't. You didn't I have agree. Some, I have some terrible takes on this. <laughs> you, did, you didn't agree. So I said the Warriors, but it was before Steph came back from injury. Actually, no, Steph came back from injury just in the playoffs. It was just like with two weeks to go in the the regular season, but then they kind of stumbled home. They looked a bit shit, and it was a bit, you know, it was, like Draymond wasn't himself. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't too sure on it, and now all of a sudden they look like the favorites for the title, which I, the bookies think they are. Everything we talk about with the Warriors has to be prefaced with the fact that they're playing the worst team in the playoffs right, right now. I'll get on that in a second. Okay. But the Warriors look, offensively anyway, like the best team in the NBA at the minute. Yes. The three-guard lineup is an absolute nightmare for pool teams party. to be with. The pool party. Yeah. The, what was the PTSD someone tried to call no, the, it? I was listening. There was a, a load of ones going what, around. What did, where did the T come from? It... Uh, Thompson, Clay Thompson. Oh, Tom. Oh, yeah. So Poole, you always call him Poole, Poole, Thompson, Steph, and Draymond. It's kind of uh, like you use. To be fair, no one calls Steph. Well, people do, but you call him Steph. You don't call him Curry. I heard people saying PTSD lineup, and I was like, where, where's the T? Yeah. Where's... So there's like death, death lineup 2.0, PTSD three uh, G because it's three guards. Um, or all shit. pool like party. The pool party's, pool party's good. good, but it's too pooly. You know, like yeah. the other two are there. Well, you could. You, there's something to do with you know pool party splash, splash brothers. brothers. I just there. think they they could all be the splash brothers. Yeah, he could be the third. Yeah, player. like the two brothers and three brothers are still brothers. Yeah, as we true. well know. But that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. But the, so that lineup with the Splash Brothers plus Jordan Poole, Draymond, and Wiggins—they're on off. It's is incredible. Oh, it's absolutely like ridiculous. through the roof. And yeah, I do concede that they're playing probably the worst team in the playoff. Maybe the Hawks. Are the worst yeah, team. like if you run through non-Yokich, that Nuggets team is is depressing. Dire. Dire. They're like a. They wouldn't even make the play in if they had like if they replaced Jokic with like a. Yeah, we talked about player. this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. There, there would be like the second worst. Yeah, team in the so NBA. they're 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 literally just like set up to make the Warriors look good. And saying that, I know the Warriors are probably they're not coasting, but like they went away altitude in Denver. They're two 0 up. They're feeling good. They probably know they've got this series locked up. But like Denver had the lead with like a few minutes couple left. Couple minutes to go, yeah. So do you know, like that's maybe something to look at. But I mean, they, they did win. They're three 0 up. They're not gonna. No teams ever came back, so they're not losing the series anyway. And they've looked good. And almost for a team like you said that stumbled back or stumbled into the end of the regular season, it could be the perfect opponent to start them off. It's like you're gonna get, you're gonna have the you know the the fear of Jokic that'll get you up for each game. You know this is the MVP of the league. Probably will be the back to back MVP. You can't, you know, you know that you know exactly what they're going to be saying in the change room. Like we can't fucking take the like be complacent about these and all that sort of stuff. So it gets you up for it. It gets you your practice. It gets the five those five playing together, and it gets everything smoothed out and you know firing all cylinders. So it could be really like it. You know, it's it's only a good thing for them. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a handshake first round. A warm up. Yeah, a bit of warm up. But we'll get on to who they'll face in the second round in a minute. But. Yeah, for the Nuggets, it's a bit disappointing, but without the other two max players, they were never really going to make any noise in the playoffs, were they? Mm-hmm. No, not at all. And realistically, I mean, there's there's no real problem with them. Just, you know, take your first round at, uh, exit, and it's like Murray, Porter, Jr., and 
Jokic are all still relatively young, like so. Yeah, still, still a feel good story for Jokic winning the MVP this year, and yeah, yeah, move on to next year when you get your guys back. But yeah, like good warm up for the Warriors, and yeah, but I do think we should, yeah, we should like not the like we should stay on the point that the Warriors are now because of other uh, things that have happened, the favorites for the title. So have you had any bets on them? I have. Yeah, yeah, I didn't post it on Twitter because I forgot. But I did back the Warriors at six. You can tell we're very polished with yeah, our social media. Sorry, sorry, I did back the Warriors at six point seven. We need to pay so five. Um, when was this? This was after game one, I think, and it was before the Booker injury. So I backed them, and then Booker got injured that night. Yeah, yeah I so, backed them as well. I think I got like six point eight. Yeah. So uh, yeah, six point seven five, six point eight. So that was my like that. first. Well, okay, it wasn't my first. My first bet was on the. Cavs at like four hundred to one or something, but uh, my actual first amount of like serious money I put down was on the water. It was the first team I backed. I've now backed some other teams as well, but that's my first team. Okay, so looking at the odds, the Warriors are in the three point seven five in Paddy Power. Yeah, that is favorites. crazy. That's low. That is crazy. The Suns are six point five on Paddy Power. That is wild. Were the Warriors evens during the regular season a couple of years ago for the? Title? They were shorter. That's fucking crazy. It just popped into my head. And I backed it. Yeah. Yeah, they were I backed the Warriors at like one point seven, one point eight. Yeah, they yeah. won the title that in twenty seventeen. That was ridiculous. But every yeah. every year it was like they were flying and then Katie or Curry got injured in the first round, so you had to wait for them to get back and it was a wee bit of worry, but yeah. then they came back and won. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah title favourites. Looking now. at the odds now, the Warriors are under favourites, Suns are second favourites, joint with the Boston Celtics. The other can, team we can get into now. The other team I've backed for the outright. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. I when did you do that? Over the last week, I've started and then I kept going. And I just the more I thought about it, the more I like it. And I'm now all in on the Celtics. Jesus. Yeah. So they're now my current biggest win for the outright, followed by the Warriors. Yeah, I didn't tell you that one. Really? Yeah. No, you did get that one. Yeah. I, I you just, were tired of me winning? Yeah, I got, I got, after me calling them an easy out in the first round. <laughs> You're just the, a walking contradiction. The first, now, listen, this is what people don't get. Your opinion is allowed to change. Like, that's fucking betting. That's life. You have to change your opinion on stuff. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I said this one time, so I have to stick with it. Fuck out. I'm going to take, like, I'm going to put my money where I think, do you know who's going to win? And them against the Nets, they just look so good. They have everything. They have, they have a good coach. They have a deep roster. They have great offense, stars, defense. Like, they tick every single championship box. And they have time order to come back. Yeah, they're missing their best defensive player. Yeah. Fuck Marcus Smart. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I I picked the Celtics to win that series in the bet yeah. I posted on Twitter. Yeah, the nice an, odds too. They were like sort of like one point seven. Funny if they were the highest odds, and they're now one of the ones I'm most confident about. Now I'm not overlooking the Nets. They still have everything they can to win a couple of games and make this close, or fucking God forbid, win the series. But yeah, as the highest odds, I think pick in yeah, the accumulator, were. then they're looking good. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't totally surprise me if it went back to Boston two each. Which I know our other brother is hoping for because he's got tickets to Game Five. So mm-hmm. if if there's a sweep, that will be quite funny. A sweep would be crazy. He won't get to go. I, I I can't see there being a sweep. No, no. I think that the Nets will pick one up or two up. But the uh, yeah, I mean to talk about just how that series went so far. The first game was tight. I mean the the Nets were up with like a minute left. Nets were up with like twenty seconds left. With twenty seconds left, and it had a, it had a crazy ending. Like uh, Kyrie Irving and bounding the ball, the Nets, the whole team running away from him, and he had to throw it in because there was no one there. And Smart got a steal, and then the final play where it was unbelievable. I was I was I, like I was sitting there shouting, "Take a fucking time out, take a time." But the whole thing is they like Brooklyn's transition defense isn't great, so they didn't want them to get set, and it was unbelievable. Like I, we went mad, and we were both corpses watching that match as well yeah. i think we were kind of half asleep for parts of it but that i yeah that kept me up for a while after with uh, tatum's almost buzzer beater layup doing it yeah it was a good playoff moment especially for someone who had a bet on the the celtics like you did yeah can we talk about the heat really quick yeah let's jump into that one two nil up against the hawks coasting Not really unexpected no i mean they're have you seen they're beating the piss out of trey young yeah, the poor wee man is, is getting battered. Like beating the piss out of Trey Young and beating the piss out of the Hawks, they don't really look like they've got out of first gear. No, it doesn't look like. I mean, Jimmy Butler's got out of first gear. Yeah, He's cooking like. Did you see? He's shooting something like fucking seventy percent from three. Did you see his thirty threes? Uh, his. I think post Christmas until the end of the regular season, he was shooting nine percent from three. Yeah, and, and he's now shooting. He's on like, a heater. He he almost he not almost he is one of those players. It seems that just doesn't really give a fuck about the regular season. 
Like he just he'll just play. He knows his team's good enough. He just go through. I mean they 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 just got the one seed playing fucking their bench half the time, and then Butler probably pretty well rested for the playoffs now. Like and yeah, he, I think so. yeah, and he seems obviously takes on a lot more serious. Don't think there's much to really unpack in the we had them in the accumulator as well they were probably the first team we threw in I mean yeah. that just looked like one of those series where God such love the obvious, Hawks like, such yeah. an obvious Heat win I think the more interesting question would be the second round matchup then between the Heat and what looks like the Sixers because mm-hmm. the Raptors are currently 3-0 down to the Sixers yeah doesn't look like there's much hope from them yeah so I think it's pretty much nailed on that uh, it is nailed on that it's going to be a Heat uh, Sixers uh, East Eastern Conference semi-final so that's an interesting we can talk about that whenever we're doing our preview for the second round, which will happen. Yeah. I promise you we'll do a podcast on that. Yeah, and if on we don't, Ronan owes me 100 quid. Uh, okay, fair enough. On the other side, we've got, we think it'll be the Celtics. Yes. I think they'll come through the Nets. I don't know how many games, but they'll come through. But there's now some questions about the Bucks and the Bulls. Yeah, so this is one of the, well, I was going to call it a surprise. No, do you know what? It is a fucking surprise because Middleton was playing most of that second game that they lost uh, before he got an MCL sprain. But Milwaukee won the first game. We're thinking, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. Like, you know. We'll, it was a bit close. It, yeah, yeah, it was close. It was closer than expected. It was definitely closer than expected. And I think I was watching the start, and Milwaukee got off to a pretty quick start. And then I think I didn't make it the whole whole game through. Checked the score the next morning. I was like, pretty sure they finished, both finished in the 80s. Like, it was a low score. Yeah, the, double figures. Uh, the Bucks, the Bucks have that in them to be proper clunky offense. Like, we, the last few years, the couple of years before they won the championship, it was a big problem of ours. We bet on them, and it just it depressed you. Turn your hair out watching them just, just throw up brick after brick. They couldn't get any offense going, and then the year they won it, it was almost like they sort of figured it out, like how to run their offense in the playoffs. This now looks like a throwback to that team before they won. Where, they're to be fair, it, you have to give credit to, uh, Chicago's defense in in terms of that. Like the which crucial. is not something I thought we'd be saying. No, fuck me. And then the whole like the, this is one of those ones where it's like. Sometimes it scares you for a bet when you're like you go you start re- like rhyming off or reeling off all the reasons why one team should win or all the reasons like I mean the Bulls were not for fifteen against Giannis uh, led Bucks teams they had all those games in the regular season where they got beat by better teams they look like such a fraud they're still missing players all this sort of stuff Bucks are looking good they've got all the men back and then do you know what I mean sometimes it's like you're like why wouldn't I bet in the Bucks and then all of a sudden they just look fucking. They look like they're kind Terrible. of clueless, yeah. And that that second game, especially, like um, we were talking briefly just before we started. I mentioned uh, Demar Derozan just looks like he does not give a fuck that Giannis is guarding him. Like one of the what I imagine would be one of the scariest players to have on you in the NBA, and like you know, arguably defensive player of the year last few years as well. And Derozan just pulls up in his face, just <laughs> at will, like doesn't give a fuck, and he he just he went off last night, like. But yeah, the mid range was automatic for him last night. I think he had forty one points, forty or forty one points. And threes as well, yeah. He, he had a, a a big three actually in the fourth quarter to keep the lead at sort of it, a nine or ten. And surprising, like from Giannis, I just I can't get well, over. Well, Giannis is, he's never really been a great on ball defender, especially for guards DeRozan's size. He's he's the best help defender in the league, which is one of the most important types of defense. You know, you've obviously got your rim defenders, your rim protectors, mm. which is where Gobert is the best, one of the best ever. Then you've got your Giannis and your Time Lord and I'm trying to think one off the top of my head. Do you know the, the secondary? Triple J almost? Uh, Evan Mobley. Yeah. Triple J. You know the, the off-ball Roman. Roman sweeper style defender, which is probably the second most important type of defender. Mm. Then the third most important type of defender is you know your lockdown perimeter guy like Drew Holiday. Marcus maybe Smart. Maybe a bit of a Marcus Smart. Uh, yeah. But you know, yeah, that, that's what Giannis is good at. Giannis True. has never been... We saw it in the KD series last year. Like, you didn't want Giannis guarding KD because that's not what Giannis is good at defensively. Just because he's defensive player of the year caliber doesn't mean that he's... You're good at every type of defense. One. Yeah, like, Rudy Gobert's a perfect example. Yeah. Just because he is the be- one of the best rim-protecting defenders ever doesn't mean he can guard, like, Carl Anthony Towns one-on-one, you mm-hmm. know, if he steps out to the three-point line, for mm-hmm. argument's sake. So, yeah, that's why that's why it didn't surprise me too much watching... Now, it obviously, is, it's a wee bit surprising watching... DeRozan over and over again. Oh yeah, just yeah. automatic. Like but that, that that that's a testament to how good DeRozan is. You know, he's been playing at that. He was in the MVP discussion this year he fell for a top five before he fell off, but and and deservedly so. He was he's, he's had a brilliant season, and yeah, it, it's 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 not surprising in, in in that sense. But what is surprising is the Bucks being one each. I mm-hmm. I I really didn't see that coming. I had a bit of money on the Bucks to win four 0 
just given the the Bulls' record against playoff teams in the last three months, I think they were like not in fifteen, like something crazy. I know they've dealt with some injuries, but I really didn't see a ten point victory in Milwaukee coming at it, all. You know, and it's it's actually it's, it's a slightly surprising, but like I really I do really rate Caruso and Pat Williams is something I've known I've heard a lot of people talk about all year, you know, because he was injured for a lot of the year. And they were like talking about how important he was, and it's not someone I've actually got enough to I haven't watched enough to know that of like first hand experience. But there's people I trust who say that, and you can see it in the in the games, like the two of them, like Caruso on both ends too. I really fucking rate him. I think he's brilliant, and like his his defense. I'm starting to think about betting him defensive player of the year next year. Like already, I'm just like he he just he's a terror. Like he's everywhere blocking Giannis, uh, just steals, just gets in everywhere. He's like a mix of like. He's got that like table sort of annoying all over the show, but he's also so athletic. Like yeah. can get up. Uh, yeah, he'd he's, be a complete nightmare to play against. Oh, hundred percent. Especially in a playoff, you know, a playoff scenario where especially like, the game does slow down and, and the way he looks. Yeah, 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 it would annoy me. That would that would wind me up getting yeah. blocked by some baldy guy with a headband. He's a baldy white guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, he's brilliant. So I, I have the scaries for the Bucks, and that's why I, as of oh, actually only today, had a little bet. We tiny bet. Oh, and funny enough, right, so just to, to clarify this with the whole time since we started this podcast, I talked about my two picks, Suns and Bucks, Suns and Bucks. I think that's going to be the final thing, whatever. All of a sudden, we'll lead into this, or we'll get into this shortly about the Suns. Both of them lose two of their major players. Chris Middleton went down in that last game, and he's got a sprained MCL, which... He's out for at least four weeks. At least four weeks, which is... Night-night. Like, yeah, goodbye. Right, you're not, you're not here. So, with him gone... Bucks are looking fucking whitey and the Suns lost Evan Booker so that led me to have a wee just a wee bit nothing special but on a double of the Bulls to win the series and the Pelicans to win the series against the Suns what odds did you get for that? Uh, about 12 13-1 not bad yeah 12 or 13-1 just a wee bit but it's uh, it's enough to cover the the accumulator stake and more and more um, because obviously you bet on the Suns to win. Yeah, the Suns and the yeah. the Bucks are both in that in that ACA, and they're now after being the two shortest teams probably in that accumulator. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, then they're now looking like the the two whitey ones. And like, don't get me wrong, at the same time, I would not be surprised if they both went on to win the series. Like it's they're just, both still strongly enough. Favorite. Yeah, that's why I did the bet because there's enough in the other two teams. It's not like you know, sometimes you see good teams dropping games to worse teams in the playoffs. It's not that uncommon drop one or two games and it could be a bit of an overreaction but there's enough in there for me to think this won't just be a one-off like I could easily see the Pelicans and Bulls picking up more well, games to be fair to you the injuries are a big part that's, of this that part, that's that basically yeah, the reason why teams drop games the worst teams in the playoffs all the time but you know you're talking about an injury to Devin Booker he's the Suns best player arguably and you're talking about an injury to Chris Middleton who is the Bucks second maybe third you know joint second yeah, best he's player in the, he's in the three they're big these are big deals 100% and I actually agree with you with the the Pelicans one especially. I think I could definitely see a two one Pelicans coming up, and it worries me for the the bet that I put the one that I did fucking post. But I'm not going to back the Pelicans now because I'm just going to cheer on the Suns anyway. The Suns have shown this year that they've dealt with injuries too. They still have an unbelievable This is the issue. Record. I have a lot more confidence in the Bulls beating the Bucks than I do in the Pelicans beating the Suns, but. I mean, Zion might come back. Who fucking knows? Fuck, who knows? Who knows? If that happened, it would be like Stone Cold coming back at like WrestleMania. Oh you know, like, yeah, then play the music. Play the music. The arena shaking as he walks in. <laughs> fuck on. I fuck. I can't see it, but I, I would love it. I think it would be uh, another another fucking dramatic storyline. This playoffs didn't even, didn't even touch on Ben Simmons. No. But Zion coming back would be probably more dramatic than Ben Simmons coming back. Oh, nobody, nobody because nobody all of a sudden you've got like who was like tipped to be one of the best fucking or like top 10, 15 players in the NBA as a rookie do you know he probably was he, he was he yeah he was. was like do you remember the highlights or do you remember the, the completely games? unstoppable just bullying everyone he is massive for anyone who doesn't even know because some people I know listen to this and don't even know who any of these basketballers are so shout out to all those people Zion, Hello, Google yeah Google Zion Williamson and just go or go on YouTube and just look up Zion Williamson highlights they're the f- most fun things you can watch He's ridiculous. Yeah, he think, doesn't look like a human. Think of the biggest person you've ever seen and then imagine that person at the second biggest person you've ever seen <laughs> and then imagine that that person could jump three foot in the air and dunk a basketball. Yeah. And then he, he can jump so He's like high. one of the monsters from Looney Tunes. Yeah, the purple guy. Yeah, the, yeah, the purple one. I'm pretty sure it's the purple one. He yeah. can jump so high and he weighs so much that when he lands on a wooden basketball court the floorboards bend. Like, 
It is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He's a ridiculous human being. But that ties into the fact that if he if he did come back, and do you know what? I actually bet the Pelicans not even anticipating him to come back because they have a fucking good squad. Like there, there's no, you know, they have a, they definitely have issues. They definitely have there's there's some holes there, you know, and like maybe not the deepest team in the world, but they've got a good squad. They've been playing really well since uh, since they they got T J McCollum and you know they carried out all the trades. So they've I, actually been playing really well since like the twentieth game of the season. Mm-hmm. I think they started something really terrible, like three and fifteen, and since they had injuries and COVID and stuff, and and since then they've been they're they're all the the advanced numbers and the on off stuff they've been like an average team mm-hmm. they haven't been a, a lottery team they've been like a a six seven level playoff seed level team mm-hmm. so there's some optimism there for them and you know i mean one each coming away from the one seed who've had like the great home record who've had the best like regular season record in the nba since the, the, the warriors, warriors. The, the warriors what like 17 or warrior 16 team yeah do you know Team, how many games did the Suns win? Like sixty-seven or something? And uh, not that sixty-five. I think. 60, yeah, yeah, like teams don't win that many games very often. No, it's it's not that normal, and like they were a juggernaut. But and again, the thing is, like we we hit on it so many times. Like they are a team; they're not just a one guy or two guys. So the, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think they're gonna make it as easy on the you know, Not that it was easy for the Pelicans, but they're 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 good. They'll come back. They'll shoot back. You know, they'll come out swinging again, and they're they're good enough to to beat this Pelicans team. Yeah, to throw some cold water on it. They have missed some important players at like different times in the season, and they still continue to win. Mm-hmm. Booker was missed quite a lot of the season. Chris Paul missed quite a lot of the season, and they still managed to to have the record. They I did. will say though, like you're not now that you're down Devin Booker, and how long? How long do they think it could be? Booker Booker's a funny one because it said it could only be game three and four he missed maybe, yeah. but it's a hamstring injury that he had earlier in the year. Yeah, that's worrying. And here's the thing. It's not just about him. You have to then look, okay, so Booker's out of the question, say for the next few games. So it's like, right, you've got Chris Paul. Now I wonder, has Chris Paul ever had trouble with injuries in the postseason? Mm-hmm. Like, he, Chris Paul isn't young. He's still a great player, but like, there is every fucking chance. And now with, I guess, an extra minutes, he'll pick up, you know, he'll have to play the fucking, like, especially if the Pelicans are running them tight. He, like, you know, he he's liable to get injured too. More um, minutes, more... More load, more, you know, more, more usage. Yeah. Higher usage, more games to play, probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Look, if they drop a couple, so they're going to end I, up playing more games than they would have with yeah. Booker. And he, Chris Ball gets injured a lot. I sneaky think this is part of the reason why the Warriors have gone so short. I think the bookies are probably reading into the Booker injury like we would. I don't think they're sort of. I don't think they're buying the official line that he's going to miss games three and four. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it could be out for the series. It's generally, least. safe to assume they they'll either be out longer than they think, or if they come back, they probably shouldn't be coming back. But it's because of the playoffs. Yeah, if it was a regular season, he'd be out. For oh them. yeah, they'd rest them and yeah, they'd take it easy. But you know, they, he, like, we we saw it with James Harden's hamstring last year when he he tried to play on a a bust hamstring against the Bucks and was a complete net negative he couldn't move oh he was fucked he literally couldn't walk like that's the type of thing that Booker will be dealing with they, you don't recover from those type of muscle injuries that quick no and this Suns team especially because if you think about uh, stuff with the Aiton contract and all they don't have this team together for like much longer do you know there's going to be some moves so Booker's not going to be unaware of that so they, it could be that fuck I need to just come back and play do you know if it, if it means I miss the first third of next year because I like trigger this injury again he won't give a fuck because every year the players care less and less about the regular season yeah give me your prediction for the rest of that series okay well you know my 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 hopes are to the Pelicans just because I've got that bad at high, at high odds with them but realistically I see uh, fuck I think I'd go to seven I think Suns and seven Suns and seven yeah. okay I'll go Suns and six Okay. I think. You think the Pelicans will pick up one home game? Suns will pick up one of those games, so it'll be, what, 2 each? And then it'll go back in. And then it'll go, yeah. And Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I, I, but but I pin it out there. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans also did a job. Okay, on to the last series in the West. Grizzlies against the Wolves. Fucking hectic, this series. Yeah, totally mental. I'm, I'm not surprised that the Grizzlies are winning the series, but I'm surprised at the manner. Yeah, not the way I thought it was going to go. The Timberwolves came out swinging. And just, just honestly, if you're if you're watching any playoff basketball, that's the kind of that's that's the series I actually want to watch the most. It's fucking wild. The two of them are just like the most. They're, do you know what it is? It's two young teams. 
which I love. So like they're they're if you watch uh, if you compare the matches like you'll watch one match and then the one coming and the one following it. It's so funny if you watch like the Suns who are very like Chris Paul bringing the ball up the court like real like sort of floor general running pick and rolls taking it really slow you know going through their offenses and then it's memphis minnesota and it's just fucking fast breaks balls of the wall people mauling each other like it's great it's fun to watch yeah there's no defense being played which no, is nice which is nice now there's been some interest in coaching in that series in terms of first day Stephen adams has not seen the floor in two games since mm-hmm. memphis lost the first first game yeah after the about four minutes into the second game yeah which makes sense you know they want to play jaron jackson jr at the five and guard Carl Anthony Towns that way and it, I mean it has worked they're 2-1 up they've won two games in a row the other interesting coaching decision I've noticed in that series was uh, Chris Finch's decision not to call a timeout last night during Memphis's 21-0 run in the fourth quarter a terrible decision yeah to tie the game like what the fuck are you doing awful so the Grizzlies were down 26 points at one point in this game at a in a one each series in which like the, the Wolves would look good and the really in the first game so like they're they're a threat the the Grizzlies more so than I thought they were going to be and the Grizzlies went down 26 and then they were down 20 later on and then they went on god I can't remember the exact number but it was something like a 51 to like 13 run or something mad but in, including the 21 include within that included a 21 run in which their coach did not call a timeout which in a is, playoff series which is like at home. 101 fucking you're not stupid. you're not phil jackson michael jordan let them play through it you yeah. don't have michael jordan you have fucking patrick beverly like call a timeout you fucking spastic <laughs> Carl anthony towns god towns is depressing towns is like the offensive version of rudy gobert just really good at one thing, but so bad at the other thing that he can't do anything. That's a that's an interesting that person. Yeah, he's so bad at any one anything he, one can't, thing do anything. he can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he just continues to disappoint. And not I'm a big fan of Anthony Edwards. Love him. Delo is just what he is. He's just you know not he's not really moving the needle. And Towns, for how much people have hoped he would be. And there's been talk about, oh, it's going to be Towns' year, and then he wins a three-point contest, and then he gets to the playoffs, and he has one decent game, and then he just has these terrible fucking games where he scores fucking eight points, and he nearly has more fouls than points fucking most of the... Like, do you know I think what I mean? he took, like, three shots last night, or four shots. Yeah, He's awful. just a bonehead. <laughs> he is, honestly... The four most, shots, yeah. Yeah, four shots. He's the most disappointing star. I'm doing the thing with my fingers. Like, he's not a superstar. <laughs> you giving me the finger? Yeah, if you're a Towns fan. He's, like, he's, yeah, he's a star, but, like, fuck, just trade him. Anthony Edwards is the future there. Mm-hmm. Trade Towns for fucking whatever you can get. Like, you're never, ever going to win a playoff series with him. Well, firstly, as your number one, you're not going to get to the playoffs. Anthony Edwards has to be the number one guy in that team for the future. And you need to find a new number two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm all on board. And I think, uh, just to talk about the series as a whole, we had the Grizzlies as one of our picks for the accumulator. And you're happy enough to think they're going to see it out. Yeah, um, I think the the first first game was a bit of a wake up call, and they've looked a bit more locked in. Game two and game three. Game two was obviously a, it was close until it wasn't. First half was close. Second half, Grizzlies opened up a twenty point lead. Never looked back. Last night, now obviously the comeback, you think that's gonna just crush Minnesota mentally, thinking like right that was our home game. We could have went two one up. We've given up another fucking massive lead. Mm. I wouldn't Grizzlies. be surprised. Or I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you had another big. Edwards game though after that he, he seems like that real I love his like type of play the mentality I love those players that are just it's not even a rational confidence because he's an incredible basketballer but like almost irrational like confidence do you know like that Nicholas Bentner type confidence like I am the greatest human on earth like yeah. I am the best at everything I do like he thinks I, he's the best player on the court every time he walks on he thinks he's the best player in the world and sometimes you're like okay yeah maybe you are like do you know those people that are so confident that you start to believe them even though you you know you probably shouldn't but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of him and I wouldn't be surprised if he has another game. But another young player who's fucking standing out in that series, not even Jamrant, Desmond Bain. But Bain is unbelievable. So, so He's good. got that dog in him too. He does. They're all, yeah, I love the Grizzlies are like that real. He had a great game last night. It, it looked like he couldn't miss from three. It's just one of those playoff games where someone gets really, really hot and you just know every time he shoots it's going in. Yeah, Grizzlies look like one of those teams in any sport you play, you fucking hate playing them because not only are they really good, but they fucking let you know about it. And they're, you know, they just get stuck in. And yeah, I love it. They're really likeable from, you know, our, our point of view where I don't particularly like rate one of those teams over the other. I quite like the players on both teams. Mm-hmm. But 
do you know then actually no do you know no, yeah, no, no do you know what I just really like Anthony Edwards yeah that's it yeah yeah I just really, yeah because now Cause I think about did it, you like the, the I, I like also. Beverly do you, yeah in a weird but, way yeah he's more right like isn't he yeah in a weird way but like yeah I, I really hate Towns but then you go through the, the Grizzlies team and you know actually quite quite like all their players yeah I'm do you know a, who actually really likes slow-mo slow-mo yeah. yeah I think he's brilliant what an odd way to play basketball like but it works it's, it's great he's yeah. the complete opposite to the rest of their team the rest of their team's all like fucking jacked up sprint down the court he's like yeah transition type team and, and his nickname just, is literally slow-mo he's, he's just lumbering down the court like it's it's class to watch someone play that sport where it's all at the pinnacle like pinnacle athletes and he does everything so slow that people can't keep up <laughs> you know, so it's like he'll, he'll, go, he'll run for a layup and people fly past him to block him and he's not there because he's still at the free throw line yeah, it's yeah, yeah. weird as fuck and it's just it's the most fun thing to watch though now that we assume the Grizzlies are going to make it to the next round yeah I do you know what I wouldn't be surprised if that went seven games though which isn't great for the Grizzlies it'll tire them out but uh, I'm for a predi- prediction I'm going to say 4-2 Four two Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see Minnesota picking up a home game, mm-hmm. and then Grizzlies. Uh, yeah. Four, you know what? Three. Four two, four two, or four one. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think the Grizzlies are going to go through, and then obviously, we'll not get into it in this pod because we're going to do a preview of the second round that I promised. But it would be into a Golden State Warriors Memphis Grizzlies matchup in round two, which would be a cracking, mm-hmm. cracking playoff series. Yeah. I'm just looking at the the bracket here, and the other side, it looks like it's going to be a Phoenix Dallas playoff series. Just praying that Luca can come back. Yeah, if you've got Luca coming back, although he'll be coming off an injury as well as Booker coming off an injury, the the Mavs. Do you know what? For for the dark horse pick, I'm so happy in how what they're doing. Again, don't rate Utah that highly, but it, it's not giving me confidence. I have no confidence that I think the Mavs could beat any other team without Luca, but. It's given me confidence that, like, you know, if Luca comes back, like, fucking, why not them in the semi-finals? You know, why not them making it all the way to the Western Finals? So, I, especially if the Pelicans somehow squeak it past the Suns, but yeah, I think so. So, okay, what do we think then? Overall, the 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 semis on both sides are going to be. I think in the West, it's going to be Phoenix Dallas in yeah. the first series and the second series. I think it's going to be. Warriors Grizzlies. Warriors Grizzlies. Okay, which yeah. could be a fun. Yeah, we'll 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 again we'll cover all this when we we get and around on, to that episode. And in the East, I think it's going to be Miami Philly. We we haven't really touched on Philly today. Sorry to the Philly fans. I hate the Sixers. I don't want to talk about them. They bore me to tears. They're three 0 up. Every game's been like oh well. To be fair, uh, well yeah, the third one there. Uh, the third B, one was overtime close. And yeah. B buzzer beater. Yeah, I just, I just, I just hate them. I it, hate them so much. It hasn't given me a good sense of of that team because because the the Raptors are are injured. Yeah, the, the Raptors are a weird team at the best of times, and they they're missing some key players or some key players are injured, and I don't know. It's like I wanted to get a good idea of Philly in the first round to to, to think if I should be afraid of them. Do you know to think could they could they go all the way? But I I'm just as confused about them. Honestly, I. I'm, you know, I'm still leaning. No, I don't think they will. I think they'll get beat by the Heat in the next round. Yeah, I, I still think they're frauds. No matter if they're three 0 up against the Raptors, I just, I think the Heat. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about this next week. But yeah, pre, early predictions would be the Heat would yeah. beat them. But so I have Miami, Philly, obviously in that uh, second round series, and then Milwaukee, Boston. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks will find a way, even without Middleton, to get it done. Yeah, so by the time we get round to the next one, we'll have a better idea, because we'll have some more games played, do you know, of where the, the land sort of lies. And Most of the first round should be over. Yeah, and a couple Unless of, game seven. we'll have more updates on injuries and stuff, so we'll have a better idea of who we who we think for those for those matches, or yeah. those series, sorry. Yeah, so that'll do us for today. I hope you've enjoyed the basketball over the weekend. Like I said earlier, it's on quite early on Saturday and Sunday I think 6pm start yeah so, so you should be able to get two, maybe three games in stop drinking fucking so stop being Italian sign in like me make some money yeah or drink and watch it you know that's an alternative But I'm off it this weekend get you very sleepy so I'm, I'm, also, watch it. I'm also off it I can actually get to watch it but this. I'll have a few bit of, bit of life story from uh, to finish the pod this, this week I actually missed the games last weekend Just like the start of the playoffs is normally we've said it before April's the best month of the year it's you've good. got the weather turning you've got golf season back the Masters and the NBA playoffs but myself and my girlfriend shout out Steph are moving in together in a month so we thought it would be a good time to introduce the parents to each other so we went out for dinner and drinks last Saturday night and it was fucking mental I was absolutely blocked can, can barely even remember coming home 
missed all the playoffs that night, so I had to catch up with them the next day. But you know, some things are worth missing the playoffs. It's for. good hangover watching too. Yeah, definitely. If you can, if you can stay up, yeah, past yeah. sort of ten o'clock on a Sunday with a hangover, I usually end up in bed. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, like more because Sky always shows. Uh, I mean, we have league pass, so it's alright. But Sky also always shows like replays of the night before games during the day. So you know, if you actually want to just lie around hungover, you can just catch up on the games the night before. So it's always yeah. good. Although you have to put up with those fucking idiots on the Sky uh, pundit panel. Oh my god! Can we actually talk about them? This is partly why I wanted to start the podcast because the Sky Sky punditry is so bad for NBA that I wanted them to just like outsource it to us. Honestly, Sky, get in contact. Like we'll we'll cut down on the swearing. You know, we'll we'll yeah. slow down. We'll, we'll try not to sound as much like each other. Like I'll do and I'll do anything. Just I'll do anything, and I don't even want the job for me or you. I want the job so they don't have the job yeah, anymore. Yeah, for the people. Yeah, well, no, not for that. Just for the people that, so the people that actually have it can fuck off. No, I meant for like the the viewing people, like the viewing oh, then yeah, sorry. Well, then it'll make their lives better because yeah. we actually know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, it, it, fucking it Raheem Sterling looking boy. Oh, oh fuck, it irks me. It's not even him. He's bad, but the other fella, Mo Mo Mountie or something. Uh, oh, the, did I make DJ Khaled looking? Yeah, it looks like DJ Khaled. Khaled yeah. It's Raheem Sterling and DJ Khaled, and then they bring in an ex player sometimes who's always stoned out of his nuts. Fuck. <laughs> It's your fella from the Jordan documentary, yeah. BJ Armstrong or something. Oh, him too, yeah. yeah. And he, he just like, his disembodied head just floats <laughs> in and it's the fucking, oh, it's so tragic. If anyone knows what we're talking about, please get in contact and let us know it's not just us. We will do it for free. Like, do you know the way people well, always, you know, people, no, we'll get paid, like, uh, we'll secure the bag. Uh, people always talk about how good, like, football punditry can be, but like, do you know, like, loads of people love, like, Carragher and Neville and all that? Because it's like they've crafted this for years and and all that sort of stuff. The envy, the, the English Sky basketball coverage is god awful. I know, I know, it, it wrecks me. But <laughs> just another note, Matt. Do you remember the time? This must have been nearly ten years ago. The NBA decided to outsource all the the media for like different countries to like media companies yeah, in that called? country. So they decided in the UK it would go to this fucking crowd of clowns called Give Me Sport. Give me. And it was the worst. I remember it was around the time we first got Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And I did nickname them Give Me AIDS because it was so bad. Like, it, And it lasted for about a year and a half. And give then it, Me Sport. Yeah, Give Me AIDS. It was quietly like just shuttled off and yeah. people forgot about it. The day or the however. Do you know what? Fair play for them for securing that contract because I don't know how they managed it. But how did they get that and we haven't got the Sky punditry gig yet? Because the Sky people turn up on time. True. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Do you know what? Sky will fix that too. Yeah. We promise. So yeah, Sky, shout out, you know, give us a call. So yeah, that'll actually that'll actually do us for this week, guys. Yes, we'll yeah. uh, see everybody next week. I promise on Friday. Yes. Well, um, actually, I don't want to give a date because our day because uh, things are fluid. Yeah, the playoffs is hectic. It's every night, but yeah, we will have one next week, and we'll update everyone, and we'll we'll it'll be our sort of preview and push into the second round, which will be. Do you know what I'm really looking forward to? That'll be yeah, great. me too. So okay, yes, see you. Bye.